I love you, devil I don't. It's a song, it's a song, so fly. It's a song of life, baby, yeah. It's a song, it's a song, so Hi softies and soft lifers. I am your host Radija and I'm Renaya. Welcome to our podcast or welcome back to our podcast. <laughs> soft life through Christ. The only way to live a soft life. The only way to live a soft life. <laughs> so this time we are back sooner than y'all thought. Yes. Oh wait, I almost licked the mic. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're back. Like I said, sooner than y'all thought. Because you know God be stretching the podcast out, okay? He could go a month sometimes. Yes. <laughs> but we're really excited to just be back and talk to you guys. Yes. And I feel like what we're going to talk about today is really good. If you guys have not already, make sure you download our song, It's a Soft Life. It's available on every streaming platform. So wherever you get your music, make sure you download it. And if you have already downloaded it, let us know what you think about it. Are you guys jamming it out? We've been seeing some girls post like reels to it. So we've been loving it. You guys look yes. so cute. And also, last time we left them off on a cliffhanger. So we're not going to tell them. So our next stop on the Preparing the Bride of Christ tour with Rest Ministries, hosted by us, of course, and Heavenly Own, will be to Atlanta. We cannot wait. We can't wait. Whoever want to take us out to dinner, <laughs> Sup, baby. let us know. Take, take me, me out, out to dinner. dinner. <laughs> like, I'm trying to go eat. We should make a list of the places we're going to eat. <laughs> Some crab oil. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait. Yes. Yeah, so we will be in Atlanta July 22nd through the 23rd. So mark your calendars. Yes. And can y'all recommend us where to eat to, like, in the comments? Comment down below. So y'all be sure to follow us on Instagram and follow at Rest Ministries and at Heavenly Own. We are going to be posting the tickets in the next few days. So you don't want to miss it because the tickets for the Miami date sold out really quick. So y'all don't want to miss these tickets because once they gone, they gone. The girls... Yeah. They don't want to give their tickets up. <laughs> <laughs> so with that being said, let's go ahead and catch up. Uh, okay, I'm sorry. I don't know how to act with this party. I, I keep going like this. At <laughs> it's so cute. <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm going to try. I'm going to try not to. Okay, so let's go ahead and catch up. What have you been up to? So this time, I am babyless, y'all. Ooh. Yep, babyless. <laughs> so I can't even. My son, my son, not this time. So with that being said, I took myself on a little date. And that felt really good. It was really refreshing. It allowed me to have some time to really think and just be alone. And with being alone, that is something that I really struggled with for a long time. I never liked being alone. And I will always make excuses and say like, oh, I grew up in a house with four other brothers and sisters. So I'm not really used to being alone. So that was yeah. always my excuse. But I'm like, you know what? No, none of that no more. I'm a grown woman. <laughs> like, I'm going to take myself on this date. And as I was on this day with myself, I started to think, I'm like, wow, with the whole being alone thing, it opened my eyes to why I've been in relationships back to back. Mm -hmm. Since I was 13, y'all, this sounds horrible, but it's my truth. Since I was 13, I've been in relationships back to back. And of course, like they were long relationships, but it's just like, why? 
But now I understand why, because I couldn't face being alone. Mm-hmm. So that's out the door. <laughs> and also, y'all, I took a quick little two-day trip. But this is the thing. As I'm on this plane, y'all, the wind wanted to act uh, when I say I went into prayer and I was praying to plane down <laughs> and it brought me back to Luke in the Bible where Jesus was sleeping on the bottom of the boat and everybody was so scared and Jesus was sleeping so peacefully. So I'm like, hold up. Nah, nah, nah. And I started to pray and I'm like, God, don't forget that your humble, faithful <laughs> servant is on this plane. So I started to just command the winds. I'm like, just like Jesus did in Luke, I'm going to command these winds by faith to just chill out so i make it to my destination so sure enough guess what happened y'all <laughs> the winds i i can't make this stuff up if, if you know you know when i say after i prayed it was the smoothest ride wow. to when i landed girl i, know that's I was right. like one thing about god he ain't gonna play about me so yeah nothing much but a little something <laughs> so yeah how about you miss mamas i know you've been up to a lot <laughs> so for me as you were away on your quick little trip I was home alone, which, you know, I love, okay? So as I was home alone, I just decided to start creating some TikToks because I've always been interested in, like, clean talks and, like, the sound of it and the looks of it. So I'm like, you know what? Let me try to film my own. So I went ahead and started to film it. And now I'm just, like, caught up in this cycle where I'm filming them every day. Yes. So I'm really enjoying that. It's just something fun to do. And because I do like editing, so I'm like, I might as well. And as soon as you came back, my best friend came into town. So the last few days, I've just been spending it hanging out with her. Mm-hmm. And that's been exciting because, you know, we are long-distance best friends. So just the fact that we can spend some quality time together is just so amazing. We've been hanging out, eating, taking her around our little spots. So I love that. So as soon as I got back, you left me. Pretty much. She was like, can y'all just stay here? We like, no, yes. we're going to the hotel. No, I'm like trying to make them cancel their booking. I'm like, just stay with me. I'm not trying to stay home by myself. But it ended up working out because you got to spend a lot of alone time. Yeah. And that worked out in your favor. So I love that. Yeah. And the thing we were laughing about earlier, I was telling her like how I was home alone. And I'm like, yeah, girl, I locked my room door. <laughs> I was like, I prayed the house down. I locked my room door. But then we thought about it. We like, hold up. Like, we ain't, we ain't scared of the people in the flesh. <laughs> like, I'm like, why did we, you lock your door? We war with the spirits. Like, if it's anything, the spirit could just come right to the door. <laughs> so that was very yeah. funny. But I'm like, girl, I prayed the house down. So speaking of praying the whole house down, that has been very important because we've been having some dreams lately. A couple weeks ago, I end up watching this sermon, right? I don't know why. Randomly, I just clicked on this random pastor sermon, which is not normally like myself. And I'm not even going to hold you. My discernment went off, but I didn't take heed to it, which I don't know why I did that. But my whole body tensed up. But I still continued to watch the sermon. So I was halfway through it and I ended up falling asleep. Mind you, the sermon was flawless. No incorrect doctrine, no nothing, right? So I fall asleep that night and sure enough, getting attacked in my sleep. Literally was getting choked by Satan in my sleep. Couldn't breathe, felt like I was suffocating. And then next thing you know, my mouth started gushing out blood. This is not in real life, this is in the dream. So throughout the dream, you know, different scenarios happened. But one of the things that I kept hearing in the dream was that it was the video. 
it was the video. So basically it was the sermon that I had watched by said pastor. So I say this to say, to really make sure you all are using your discernment when watching these videos, because that dream really came as a warning to me, whether it be through a sermon, a book you're reading, whatever. Make sure you are using your discernment. And of course we know by staying in the presence and having a relationship with God is how you will be able to avoid these certain scenarios. And in the dream, I was trying to run to your room. So when I actually was able to wake up, I came into your room and I was telling you about what happened and at three o'clock in the morning. It's yes. like two, three in the morning, y'all. Yes, you were looking at me like I was crazy. I'm like, listen. No, girl, I was asking God, is she good? I'm like, God, she all right? Like, yes. what's going on right now? Mm -hmm. And that's the thing, too. We use our discernment on each other. All the time. Okay. <laughs> I'm always asking God, she's still good? She's still the right standard? Okay. And guess what God said? Sure is. She is. <laughs> yep, that's my, that's my daughter. Yes, even though we live together and I know you're walking the walk, yes. and even behind closed doors, we're both doing what we're supposed to be doing i like to use it because you cannot put your trust in no man okay no man so i'm just warning you guys this is just a warning to be vigilant mm -hmm. be sober-minded the adversary is like a roaring lion waiting for who he can devour and he's going to use crafty tactics we always hear like the devil is not coming looking like mm -mm. this red monster with the horns and stuff. No, it can be in simple things such as a sermon, even the things that could seem like it's promoting God. But remember, the devil tries to come appearing as an angel of light. Yes. And we have to be reminded, too. That in the Bible, it says even the very elect will be deceived. We are sheep among wolves. These bushes, wolves. But we must be as harmless as a dove and wise as a serpent. So because of that, make sure you guys are staying in the presence. I can't stress this enough. Make sure you guys are in the presence of God and building a relationship with God to avoid situations like this. And bringing back what you just said about the sermon just being so flawless and you mm -hmm. couldn't find a flaw in the teaching, yep. it just shows you like the devil knows the word. Don't get it twisted. He knows that word. So you just really got to be on point about anything you watch, anything you listen to. What the pastor was preaching on literally was a topic that I feel like don't get preached on about often. So I was like, wow, this is so amazing. Amazing. Like, and then sure enough, I was getting choked by Satan at night. So just be mm -hmm. very careful, y'all. Be very, very careful. So with that being said, we wanted to come back on and just talk more about relationships. We talked about relationships in part one, but I felt like it was more so like, you know, what we looking forward to in us going into our new relationships. But this time around, I just want to emphasize more on the most important relationship. And that is having a relationship with God, of course. So as y'all know, if you've been watching our previous videos before we shoot the podcast, God will always lead me to a certain chapter in the Bible to read. The first time I read Revelations, it was after my deliverance. And it was really like, I just wanted to know what everybody would talk about, you know, Jesus winning the battle and all that that but this time when he took me back to read it it was more intimate he led me to revelations 21 and it talks about us being christ's bride and of course the new jerusalem and i was like wow you know it was really good for the season that I'm in. Like I said before about me being alone and stuff, it just showed me to not really focus too much on the earthly relationships and always stay focused on what's most important. And that is our relationship with Jesus. Yeah. And it was just so intimate for me. 
and beautiful to read. Like the light of the new Jerusalem is God's glory. So just me picturing like, you know, having eternal life just brought me so much joy and reminded me to, you know, stay on the right path and stay surrendered to God. Just knowing that everything is going to be worth it in the end. Yeah. So I love how you mentioned that the most important relationship we'll have, of course, is with God. And right now I'm in a season where I'm viewing God as father. So he's fathering me, which I love because as I'm getting pruned and purified, he's removing anything that is not like him and replacing it with his divine nature, which is why I love like the consecration and wilderness period, because you really get to eliminate all distractions and just solely focus on your relationship with God and allow him to build you up. And I love how you say like in the season he is fathering you, because one thing about God, he's going to be everything you need. He'll be your father. He'll be your friend. He's your provider. He's your protector. He's just everything you need. So in this season, like you said, he's your father. He's fathering you. The great I am. That's what he is. And with this amazing relationship that you build with God and, you know, like just staying in his presence and communing with him daily. As far as myself, I commune with God all day, every day. Like I keep the door open. I keep room open for God to speak to me all throughout my day. No matter how busy your schedule is, if you got to go pick up the kids, it don't matter. You could be driving to pick up the kids, whatever it is. Because one thing about it, y'all, God don't revolve around our schedule. Our schedule revolves around God. Yep. So just always keep that in mind. And I see some of the young ladies sometimes asking us, like, how do you guys know God's purpose and plan for y'all life like how do I ask God about this and it's just important to stay in his presence and while you're in his presence he will reveal to you his plans and purpose for your life and what really excites me about God is that he really took his time to make us all unique everyone has a special plan for their lives and we all have souls that are attached to our obedience yes so always make sure that you are being who god called you to be so you can live out your assignment no matter how that looks to others too because we could have a fun relationship with god just like in the natural like your real dad a lot of people have good relationships with their dad and have fun with their dad we could look at it the same way as our heavenly father And then also, too, remembering that God is a jealous God. You should put no idols or no man before him. And even to be a disciple, he tells us in the Bible that if any man come to me and hate not his mother, his father, his wife, (laughs) hey, everybody. Yes. But of course, we're not talking about actual hate because then on the other side, there's a scripture that says if you hate your brothers and sisters, you're a murderer. So because of that, we must remember that we can't even put our family before God. Mm -hmm. No one comes before God. Our relationship with him is priority, top priority in our life. Then in Jesus's life, we can see that he says, my brothers and sisters is the one who do the will of my father. See, that's the part I like, girl. Because that made it so easy to leave some people behind, especially family, like. If you ain't doing the will, you ain't my brother and sister. It's just so much easier to leave them behind because it's like Jesus said this. Right. And this is my personal opinion right here. I'm going to just dazzle that in. I'm going to just throw that in real quick. But I personally believe that sometimes we can be, keyword sometimes, sometimes we can be more fruitful when we go outside of our family to go and make disciples and preach the gospel. Then allow God 
to lead them to come back and minister to those same family members and friends. And I really feel like that was our case. When we first got delivered, it felt like we were a little rejected. But truly, now we understand, like, they weren't rejecting us. They were rejecting Jesus. And it does kind of hurt a little, but it hurts in a way, like, where you have compassion. Because it's like, only if you knew how good Jesus is. Yeah. And we want that for them. We want them to come to Jesus and, you know, just feel and experience what we're experiencing. Which is why we still intercede on their behalf and pray for them, of course. Because we're praying that God give them encounter to draw them near. Yes. Sometimes you just want to, like, put them in a headlock. <laughs> like, come on, what you waiting? on but thankfully we know in the spiritual realm that god has already worked everything out and we'll be waiting on them to come yep with open arms yep and that's why consecration is so important especially after you've received salvation because sometimes the enemy will use the people closest to you. He'll use your mother. He'll use your father. He'll use your siblings, mm -hmm. your aunts, your uncles. And because they're so close, you really don't think much of it. You'll be like, oh, that's just my homegirl. That's just my cousin. So you just really got to be wise. And then when God do call you to come back and minister to them, I love the saying how they say be a thermostat and not a thermometer. So as we know, the thermostat controls the temperature of the room yes. versus a thermometer just adapts to the temperature in the room. A prime example could be music. For me personally, I actually got in an Uber this weekend while I was out and about with my best friend. And the Uber driver was like, what music would you like to listen to? Thankfully, he asked me what music because most Uber drivers wouldn't. And I was like, you know, gospel music. And from that point, I was able to set the temperature of what music we were going to be listening to in the car. And that saying, too, just reminds me of people when they say, like, oh, I'm going to check the temperature in the room when I get there. Like, it's no checking the temperature. <laughs> we're setting the temperature when we get there, okay? We are Jesus' disciples. Which is why I encourage you all, if you're in certain environments, to speak up. Sometimes people are not even against it because we often think, like, I don't want to be that Christ-like person. I don't yeah. want to be that Christian. Or they're unaware. Yes. For example, we went to go get our makeup done before, and the lady actually changed what she was watching to accommodate us. And that just makes my heart warm to know that we didn't have to compromise in those environments. So sometimes you can just speak up and say, you know, hey, do you mind if we change the music? You mind if maybe we watch a different show? So I just encourage you all as you're going about your everyday life to speak up sometimes maybe you can ask them hey do you mind changing the music can we change the video we're watching and most times people are actually open to doing so to accommodate yes. you so don't be afraid it, it don't hurt to try we don't yes. hurt that it don't hurt to try or if it's really like a real compromising situation, like, you know, before you get there, it's going to be like this. Yeah. I could just advise you not to go. Yeah. Like as simple as yeah. that. Like you don't always have to show up to everything. Right. There's events that we have turned down because we yes. know what type of music is going to be played. Of course, we won't go to someone's birthday party and say, hey, y'all turn this music off, put it on some gospel. But we'll just walk in wisdom and say, you know what, maybe we won't attend and we could take that person out to eat another day to celebrate their birthday. And even certain restaurants, too, like, you know not to go because they're going to play this certain type of music. Oh, yeah. It's some restaurants where we miss their food, but mm -hmm. we is not going to listen to that music. Yeah. And once again, as everything we're talking about just ties back into having a relationship with God, because you could say, God, hey, should I be going to this event? All the time. And listen, be open to whatever answer he going to give you. Because if yes. you say no, you got to be open to not going. Because sometimes you'll be getting ready. You'll be putting <laughs> on your makeup, hair halfway done. And God say, ah, <laughs> take take that off and get back. 
Get back in that bed and read that Bible. <laughs> so you just got to always ask God first, like I yes. said. And that goes back to the beginning when I said being in constant commune with the Father. Yeah, I must say. And I feel like this is not talked about enough. There has been events that we were not able to attend, even if they are promoting God. God has told us that we cannot attend or we never felt led to go. So take heed before you go to an event. Ask God, is this an event that he wants you to attend? Because right. every event that's promoting God does not mean that he wants you to be there. Mm-mm. Even if it's revival, 109999, <laughs> ask God before you go. Yes. And I'm telling you, he will answer you on whether you should not. I had to cancel a whole trip that I was going on. But I'm willing to do whatever it takes because that's how much I love God. Yeah. And I'm not putting nothing before him. So if he tell me I can't go somewhere, I can't go. Even yeah. if I got to lose out of money, whatever it takes. Because he might be saving you from something and you don't even know. And that just makes me think too, like not even only about places we're going, we're turning down business deals, anything to just make sure that we are respecting our father and that we're in alignment with his will. Like we not playing (laughs) about none of that. Because our flesh want to say, yeah, girl, our flesh want to say, yeah, let's promote this product. Let's promote this product. Yes. But of course, we're being spirit led and saying like, nah, we can't do this. Yeah. God not gracing us to go do this. So, yeah. And God knows better than us. Yeah. So. One thing about it, since he is such a good father, he's yes. going to lead us to the right opportunities, the right people we need to connect yeah. with. And because of that, we can just rest knowing oh, yeah. that our father has already worked everything out on our yeah. behalf. And it's always going to be better because sometimes you will think you're turning down something like I'm going to just say like a big business deal. Mm-hmm. But the whole time, God got a bigger business deal for you. So speaking of relationships, I feel like because of my relationship with God, I'm able to show up more for my siblings and our relationships has improved. Like me and my brother, we're super, super close. And also as well as you and I, our relationship has improved so much. Are we best friends? Ew. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, we might be. Yes, all we do is... All day, all day, all day. It's still waking up in the morning. I know you're still in that room alive, but I still be like, is she okay in there? She be like, the baby wanted to see you. I'm like, no, you wanted to see me. I got to make sure my dog's straight. (laughs) I feel like I'm learning, too, the importance of serving. Mm -hmm. I feel like in all your relationships, you're going to learn how to serve. You know, like with siblings, keeping no record of wrongs. Please don't. Yes. Because <laughs> I'm going to forget anyway. <laughs> so please don't keep record. Yeah, so just being quick to forgive and walk in, hum- in humility. I just feel like humility is so important. And it should rule and reign in our lives. Facts. So that in all of our relationships, we're making sure that we're putting others' interests before us. It calls for us to do that in the Bible, of course. And just making sure that we're not so selfish and self-centered. So because of that, I feel like I've been able to show up for others in my life. And then even with that, we know that walking in humility that God will do all the exalting. We've seen this from the podcast of how God had us in a waiting season and then he did the exalting. So that's why it's so important to walk in humility. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of people don't know that. Like they see the podcast, they see the glitz, the glam, but behind the scenes, they didn't see like our waiting season where we were actually doing deliverance every day, sometimes to two o'clock in the morning, three o'clock in the morning. Like nobody got to see that. But you know, like behind the scenes, it was a lot to get to where we are today. Yes, I can agree with that because even though the exalting part happened very quickly, because that's how God moved. But I can truly say the humbling process 
was a little stretch that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so people don't get to see that. They don't yeah. get to see the behind the scenes, which is why we're here telling them today. The cameras never got to see our consecration and wilderness period where God was pruning and purifying us and making us look like him. We had to humble ourselves and we're still humbled to this day, but we had to humble ourselves before the Lord mm-hmm. and just allow him to do his work in us. I agree. It was that season of like, do you love God for nothing? What? Like from losing businesses, not being able to hang out with friends, everything that was like the world as we knew it at the time, it was gone. So God was definitely like just trying us through the fire, through everything, you know, and just strengthening. That's what I appreciate too. Like he strengthened our relationship with him before we were thrown out into the world. So now we know no matter what comes our way, whether it's the podcast or anything in life, like we know we're going to overcome it by having that good relationship with God. Yeah. And I also want this to serve as an encouragement for others mm-hmm. who may be in their waiting season and wondering when God going to do this or when God going to exalt him. Remember, God does the exalting and he does it on his timing. For sure. Perfect timing. So in this season, just be thankful that God is preparing you so that when you do go into your next season, you will be a good store of whatever he's giving you. Yeah. One thing I love about God, he always going to give us a testimony. Mm-hmm. So just appreciate the process, you know. And then that testimony will be used to help others. Mm. Because I feel like for me personally, I learn off of other people's testimony. I'm like, all right, that's what I'm not going to do. That's what I am going to do. It's a learning process. And that's how we overcome, by the blood of the lamb and the power of the testimony. Yep. And another thing, too, you could just always keep in mind that God has our best interests. Yeah. So, like, it's a song, too, like, where he says, everything is working out for my good. That I let that replay in my head every day because it's like no matter what everything is gonna work out for my good Mm -hmm. and it might not be the good that i expecting it to but just like what god wants for me yeah and that's (laughs) one thing about it he never disappoints when god puts you where he wants you to be or give you something that he want to give you it's never going to disappoint you. It's literally yeah. going to be perfection and beyond what you can imagine. Mm-hmm. It always seems to be better than what you yeah. expected. Yeah, Because, so. you know, we try to make our own plans All and lean time. on our own understanding and fall Girl. flat on our face every time. I agree. And when you begin to strengthen your relationship more and more with God, it just becomes more wonderful. You start to see yourself as God sees you. Yeah. That's just so incredible because for so long I feel like, I don't know if I could speak for you, but I could speak for myself. It's like, I never saw myself the way I see myself now. It reminds me of like, you know how you go to the movie theaters and you put on like the 3D glasses? Yes. I'm like, now I can see myself from God's perspective. Like we were saying in our previous relationship video, how we wish we knew back then what we know now. A lot of things would have been prevented. And we could have saved ourselves from a lot of hurt and yeah. just a lot of ghetto-ness. When that video ended, Mira and I were actually talking about some things that we had been through. And we were so thankful, just looking back, how God brought us out of some of those things. Yeah, because I truly feel like before the video, because we had forgiven those people and, you know, God washing into the sea of forgiveness and all this stuff, we really, truly kind of, like, graced over some things that took place Mm -hmm. but I feel like it's important to speak about because there's other young women who may be going through similar things and thinking that it can be normal Mm -hmm. but certain things are not normal and are not acceptable and we should not be tolerating it as women and I can speak for men as well Mm -hmm. men should not be tolerating it women should not be tolerating it and that thing being 
physical violence, domestic violence in relationships. And I feel like in society, it's kind of normalized. Like we're seeing in the media, couples fighting nonstop and thinking that it's funny and it's acceptable. And for me, sometimes I would think like, oh, you know, if a guy does this, he loves you. Or, you know, like I took him to that point, so he got to care about me. Yeah. And that's just not only with physical abuse. I feel like that can be for emotional abuse, too. And this is not to play victim because we are victorious, honey, in the name of Jesus. Hello. But it's just us speaking up about certain things can, like you said, help women. And just knowing that that is not okay right. to be emotionally abused physically abused, sexually abused, even yeah. if somebody is your boyfriend, you can still be sexually abused. Yeah. Thankfully on this podcast that we can speak freely, no matter how that may look or sound and just telling you that Jesus loves you and he ain't going to be treating you like that. So don't be letting no man treat you like that either. Growing up, seeing domestic violence take place in our household, I will always tell myself, like, I'm never going to allow this. I'm never going to allow a man to put his hands on me or emotionally abuse me. Mm -hmm. And then sure enough, when I got older, I found myself in that situation. And I will always think to myself, like, oh, it's hard to get out. You love this person. And then I'll be like, you know, this person cares about me. That's why they're doing this. Or like, you'll like the attention you get. In those moments, I will always feel like I was stuck. But I'm here to encourage y'all. You can get out of those situations. I know for me, personally, my last straw with all of that, I was telling myself, like, I'm not playing no more about my respect. Like, I really had to put my foot down and be so strong-minded and strong-willed and say, I'm not tolerating this no more. Even though at that point, I didn't have a full grasp of my identity in Christ, I knew that I deserved better. And then I even viewed it like I'm someone's child and that person is someone's child and we both deserve respect. So because of that, I'm just not gonna put up with this no more and be so committed to healing and finding my identity. That is what helped me overcome. And of course now, the Lord. And one thing about those toxic situations it starts to make you feel like you have to reciprocate those actions and that just digs you in a deeper hole yeah because <laughs> like, next thing you know you hitting them back and it's just you throwing much. pots you throwing pans and it's just so destructive for both parties like yeah. nobody wins in toxic situations when you really think about it who's ever won in a toxic situation yeah. nobody you actually end up losing yes like you literally put a lot of stuff on jeopardy there's consequences yes. that can take place so now you're putting your livelihood in jeopardy when you're in a situation like that it's best to just leave and call on the lord say lord right now i need you to be everything that I need in this season so that mm -hmm. I can make sure that I don't return back to a situation that don't serve me Amen. or that you didn't put me in. Yeah. Rely on the Lord solely. Yeah. Because God is not going to put you in a situation where you're getting beat or yeah. like I said, sexually abused, emotionally abused. Like, mm -hmm. no, that's just not of God. That's where mindset renewal comes in as well to change your way of thinking about it and telling yourself, like, I can get out of this situation. Yeah. I will no longer be in a situation that don't serve me. Yeah, and it ain't right. It ain't. So thankfully, with having a relationship with Jesus and knowing what is of him and what's not, you refrain from situations like that. And to not just relationships with boyfriend, girlfriends, husbands, and wives, just make sure that you're calling on God to deliver you out of the situation. No type of abuse is okay. It is literally anti-kingdom. And I just want to encourage you guys that there is a way out and Jesus is the solution. You can call on him at any time. 
because in his word, he said the righteous cry out and he will deliver them. So we are just promoting healthy relationships all across the board, whether yeah. it's partners, friendships, family members, co-workers, just strive for a healthy relationship. So on a lighter note, you know, we kind of had to get a little touchy and a little deep because these are real life events that are taking place and that we must speak about and God has commissioned us to speak about. And of course, remind you all of your identities in Christ. We are victorious. We are not victims in the name of Jesus. Amen. Okay, we are fearfully and wonderfully made. We are ministers of reconciliation. Made in his image and likeness. <laughs> and my cup overflows. I'm about to get on part two. What y'all think? Ready to what? <laughs> <laughs> I think they'll like it. <laughs> I'm just so grateful for this episode and this platform as well. Just to lay it all out and be examples to people and show them like, you know, whatever we've been through, y'all could get through it. And what the enemy meant for bad, Jesus will turn it around for his good. Oh, no, that's right. Praise the Lord. And that's another relationship we got with our brothers and sisters in Christ, yes. which we're so thankful for. We've gained a community of men and women who are a part of the body of Christ, more yes. importantly. And we're encouraging each other up in the faith and being there for one another. Well, we truly just want to thank you guys again for, you know, just taking the time out to watch our podcast or listen to our podcast. Y'all. I feel like we say this every episode, but y'all don't understand. Like, it means so much to us. We could have never imagined it. And, of course, most importantly, we thank God. So we love y'all so much. We love the softies. We love the soft lifers. We love the boys, too. <laughs> Whatever team y'all on, we love y'all so much. And we will see y'all on the next episode of Soft Life Through Christ. Bye, y'all. Make sure y'all download this song. It's a soft life. It's a soft it's a soft, soft life. Okay. <laughs> Bye, y'all. See y'all in the next episode. Pray that God will make it soon. <laughs> Thank you all for watching. Be sure to subscribe and follow us on all social platforms at Soft Life TC. We pray that you all get to experience God's love. Until next time, love you guys.